forever. Dog. Listen, I'm trying to be a superhero one day. And it, and I, I'm yeah. very serious about it. I do not want to play a bad guy in a superhero movie. Unless it's like Loki. Because oh, I grew up reading comics and I kept reading about the heroes. I did not grow up being like I want to be Clayface or Dude, some shit. Like he's cool. I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm totally out to play Mr. Sinister. I think he's like one that I actually have See, a good shot. My theory, Mr. Sinister, Mr. Sinister is not a bad guy, okay? He is trying to do what he wants to do for the mutant population, okay? His genetics, all right? He's out for himself, but he also cares about mutants too, to an extent. He's not a bad guy. Gerard is also, also Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is not a bad guy. Dr. Doom is a victim. Yeah. Dr. Doom is a victim. <laughs> they be coming over to his country trying to start shit, and he's like, yeah, I'm about to just murk all y'all. So, Gerard, when you say you don't want to play a villain, you mean if you don't agree with their politics, <laughs> you don't want to play them. But if you, uh, James, if you are on their James, side in terms of their beliefs... I talking about, James, because the people I just named are not villains, okay? okay. Also, also Clayface right. is pretty dope. But also, Clayface, low-key, and now I'm thinking about it, is kind of a good guy now, too, so he's actually not a bad guy. <laughs> Stop no, this! No, <laughs> in the comics... Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze is a good guy. No, he's just trying to save but, his wife. No, that nigga's crazy. Yeah, Mr. Freeze he's is a, a good guy. He's a murderer. <laughs> Clayface, what? Clayface helps out the Bat family now. So you know what? Clayface is a good now guy. Now he does. Alright? So... I don't agree that helping out the good guys eventually makes you not a bad guy. Is Loki guy. or Deadpool a villain? Loki uh, is 1,000% well, a villain. Yeah, he's not a villain <laughs> anymore. Right, yeah. But, like, historically. Yeah. Hey, hey. Deadpool, but he's a Deadpool is an anti-hero. He used to kind of be oh, a villain. Oh, so now we now got anti-heroes? To me, to yeah. me. Punisher, Wolverine, Deadpool. They are, are all heroes who are just anti-heroes. willing to merc somebody. That's the only difference, okay? They out here trying to save the day. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, it's a pretty big difference. Murder is a hey, pretty big hey. <laughs> Soldiers. Air Force people, they trying to say today, and they got a murder person or two. Okay, they still they ain't an anti hero. They a hero. Yeah, but the Punisher straight straight up executes people because like they up. deserve it. So what he's so what yeah. Judge Dredd, hero, <laughs> Venom, yeah. <laughs> 2021 Venom Hero. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, the 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 ongoing battle between good and evil and like who is on the right side is really Eternals. Yeah, James, should we actually like do no. like the introduction and like start the <laughs> He podcast? tried to do Maybe. it. You just that was worse. Yeah, it just, just feels like it's it's Eternals. No, but it's this not is it's very much like Eternals. A, a media race the movie is called The Eternals. Yeah. No, the movie is called Eternals. It's the Eternals. According to... It's the Eternals. Yeah. It's Eternals, according to um, IMDb. Doesn't the poster say and according the to I'm the about poster, to look it up right now. Eternals. Yeah, Eternals. No, the. Oh, the okay. is the alternate Oh, wow, you're right. It's only Marvel's Eternals. This movie is called Eternals. So, Gerard, you told me... Wait, do we need to start this? Oh, yeah, we are. Like we are. We're just starting so, so James tried to be Greylock's transition, and it was great, I guess, because it was Eternals, not the Eternals. Eternals. Fine. <laughs> Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. 
Hollywood City. Please tell me you got that. I did, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite that dude. part of the movie. Bless that dude. Bless yes. that dude. <laughs> All right. We are Black Men Can't Jump and Hollywood. We are a film review podcast that reviews movies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> reviews yes. films with black actors and also actors of color. Black people. people in color. a studio movie. This week, we're reviewing the Marvel film Eternals. And you know, Greylock isn't here, so it's going to be a really fun episode. Please message him to let (laughs) him know that it was so much fun without him because we all had a great time. (laughs) And this voice is that of Gerard Milligan. And I'm James III. But we got a guest! Oh yeah, let me do the drums. Let me get my drums. We got a guest! Bill DeBerry! Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Hey, man, now just so you know, you got drums. Do that before. Hey, yo, first off, Bill, first off. I appreciate the drums. Hey, nigga, first off, yo. stop this. Don't be coming on this podcast. <laughs> first off, like, like, I, it, it, it caught me off guard a couple of times. Don't be coming on this podcast sounding like you on a goddamn Tracy Oliver movie or some shit trying to smooth talk everybody, okay? Lighten your voice up. Bill does, Bill does Lighten your voice up, Bill. You nah, don't be coming. Nah, man, fuck that shit. This is the voice. Don't be coming on here smooth talking <laughs> niggas. Nah, damn that, Bill. <laughs> that nigga caught me off guard. Y'all can't see. Y'all can't see. But Bill over here trying to talk deep and like leaning in trying to trying to make eye contact and shit. Not today, Bill. Ain't trying to smooth talk. Gerard, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> Fucking R&B ass. That's, that is the voice of <laughs> Yo, I several audio books. I was walking through Times Square the other day. I, my afro was a little bit and these dudes were trying to sell me some shit, and they're like, "Hey, yo, Maxwell." Yo, I'm about to say yo, that. Maxwell. I'm about to say, old old school Maxwell ass. Oh man! Now every every lady on the podcast is gonna be walking around Manhattan and be like, "Yo, I know they can come through Times Square. Where is he?" <laughs> yo, I heard you. I heard you a, a nerd stand as well. I'm excited for this, uh, uh, dude. Oh snap! Yes, oh yes, you got cap. Bill is okay, angling and yeah, showing I a, his. Uh, I got a whole corner. Respect. Going. Respect. Corner. I got comics hidden because my girlfriend don't let me keep them out no more. Um, oh, dude. Bro. So that's that's a story. Yeah. That, that so the Lily in cabinets behind me because she was like, "We don't even really live here. Why do we have this many?" I was like, "I'm sorry, they come out every week." So this this is what I do. Uh, uh, my closet. All right, so let's set up the movie. The movie. Eternals. So it's in phase four of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it just opened this weekend. It's looking like a seventy-one million dollar box bad, office. Which is bad. It was good, projected at seventy-five, is. which still is lower than uh, Shang Chi and Black Widow. Yeah, and that's that's domestic. It looks like one sixty-one point seven million uh, worldwide. That's according to Wikipedia. It's also not playing in certain Middle Eastern countries yep. and they won't say why, but probably because of the game. Marvel characters. won't edit it out. Ah, so good for mm-hmm. them. You know what? Good for them. And kudos. I was a little surprised because I know Disney and look, Disney still love you. Hoping to work for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, a lot of times these big corporations cave. Yeah. And I was really, yeah. cause they're making a lot of concessions to China in all their movies. So it's just really nice to see them at least standing up. Which is real. Uh, for for the gay representation in this film, so. this movie yeah, that's, has that's as great. of right now a fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes Ooh. it 
But is wait, that what you see? But what's the I audience see, and what's the critics? I see a 48. Wait, you see 48. Which is, it's odd that we're oh, getting snap. two no, different. Oh, snap. No, no, no. I checked this morning. It said 56. It says 48 right now. No, it has right. a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes at the time of this recording. Oh, 81% wow. audience score. 81% audience. Yeah. Which is solid B, right? But, yeah. Marvel, but, but Marvel movies normally critics average A's when it comes to the audience score. Yeah, they don't. And I love them. They don't all deserve it. No, this. they don't. They yeah, don't. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, and, some there cuz Hey, I want to preface yeah. uh, before we even get into it, Bill. I just want to preface this episode where uh, Marvel um please understand that I'm not one of those people who craps on superhero movies. Um I'm not Timothy Chalamet. I know he's loved. He doesn't want to be a superhero. I do. So anything you hear bad about your movie, Jonathan Braylock has said it. Okay? <laughs> if any, no matter what voice you hear, if someone says something bad, Jonathan Braylock yeah. said it. Not Gerard and, Milligan, okay. not James III, not Bill. Thank you. Jonathan Braylock Thank did you. it. This is actually so, great. I appreciate that. What, what I will say, what I will say, Marvel, I, I need to uh, do okay. my disclaimer, okay. is that all talking to Marvel. any super intelligent, introspective, somewhat relevatory statement you hear related to the comic book genre, I did say... Mm-hmm. And it's a reason why you should hire me either in front or behind the camera. So there you go. That's real. Um, and all of the love, Marvel, all the love they that you trust getting, you. They that's, that's trust what's you. said by they James trust you. All of the they love. They ain't gonna trust you. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. But before we do initial thoughts, real quick, the quick synopsis of the movie. Oh. That stars uh, Jim Chan. A lot of people. Salma Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry. Angelina Jolie. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Uh, Lauren Ridloff, just trying to make sure I say all the people of color. Uh, Ma Dong, Ma Dong uh, mm-hmm. Siok. Did I say that correctly? Somebody tell, tell me, tell you know, tweet at me, tell me if and, I said it right uh, or wrong. Harish Patel. Yes. Oh, he was so great. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, and then and then a bunch of other people, but we're gonna you know, but and directed, written, uh, co-written, and directed by Chloe Zhao. Oscar winner. Um. Okay. Is about a group of eternal beings that have been around since before recorded time who are responsible for stopping uh, a group of deviant uh, monsters that have been trying to attack humanity. And the movie's about sort of the resurgence of these deviants and the reemergence of these eternal beings. Um, and, uh, you know how that what all that follows after that. But also, so that's, that's the, the also the movie is about family and okay, sacrifice and okay and the <laughs> gray areas of good and evil and right and wrong. And okay, does right. the greater good outweigh like individual life? Nigga, you really trying to get a job? I'll be out here trying to get a job. <laughs> like, like you trying to get a job? <laughs> He's campaigning. Well, Bill, do you want to do your initial thoughts? Well, do you want well, to start? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Jira, so, we so were, this... Before we started, we were debating the Rotten Tomatoes, and Jarrah has a theory. So, so I have a theory. I okay. think the thing about this movie is, and this isn't my, this is, this is whether or not I like it or my initial thought, but my theory is like, this is probably not a Marvel movie. This is a DC movie done right. And what I mean by that is, is that it feels like from the color palette, I know, I mean, Chloe um, Zhao did this and she's fantastic and her visuals are always great, but the like the introspectiveness of it all, the adultness of it all, it is so far removed from what Marvel normally does. It To me, this is what the movie that DC has been trying to do, 
but haven't been able to like crack. Um, maybe DC Pride would add a little more action, but like they're trying to do this adult thing that's still kind of family friendly. So I feel like this is a great DC movie, but it's a different Marvel movie than what people are used to. So it's like kind of jarring. Uh, DC also would have turned off all the lights. It would have turned off all the lights. There would have been no sun. <laughs> and the CGI would have been yes. terrible. So yes. it's a DC uh, movie done right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know, Gerard, I, uh, I think that's a great, Come on, brother. Like log line Come analysis on, of this you. film. I mean, I think I think a lot of the I'm not gonna say it's a perfect film. I think there are a lot of things they did in this film that I hope they carry forward. Mm-hmm. Right? Um like real locations. Yep. So not everything is a gray soundstage, mm-hmm. actual stakes, mm-hmm. really like good acting with deep character development. Um, the fight scenes were like really well done, I thought. Uh but what, everything you're saying about the DC-ness of it, if someone else said that and I didn't get it, I understand now what you mean. DC was in such a hurry to catch up to Marvel out of, after the success of Iron Man mm-hmm. and Avengers. They did the Marvel formula backwards mm-hmm. where they started basically trying to do a big team movie mm-hmm. and then build out the individual stories, which is the bass-ackwards way to do it. Here we're dealing with 10 characters that only like diehard nerds have even mm-hmm. heard of before. So they're trying to introduce 10 characters in a big team movie. And I think they were successful. Now I know James will get into this, but he and I had a conversation offline where he was like, I didn't really give a shit about any of them, but I would see a second one. And I did kind of like it. Braylock said but, that. Braylock said uh, that. Oh, Braylock. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Braylock. <laughs> but I, I'll but I just, that. I just thought, you know, I think it's a solid like seven you know, oh. so I'd give it, you know, like a B, I'd like a B-ish. I think there are some things, as I mentioned, like with the acting, the the direction, the way it was, the cinematography, the actual locations, the fight scenes, the CGI that was used was fantastic. And they handled, like DC does these, every DC movie is this huge cosmic, like whatever the crazy fucking thing. And this Jack Kirby stuff is really yeah, out there. for sure. And I thought they adapt, I thought they adapted it about as well as you could. Um, I, there's one change they made that I didn't like. I don't know how spoilery we're going to get. We're going to get all the spoilers. We don't have to be spoilery yet, but we will. We are going to spoil. But, so if you want to say it now, you can. But I don't. I don't think the hate is justified. I think Jaraz on is something. I think a lot of the hate is expectations not being met because Marvel. Also, the movie wasn't nearly the formulaic thing that almost every other mm-hmm. Marvel film was. And I, I love the Marvel films, but they're pretty formulaic yeah. and that's the thing they need to get away from. And I think they successfully yeah. did get away from that. Yes. I am just yeah. worried that if this film doesn't quote unquote do well, they're going to go back to the formula and then we're just going to get the good reviews I have seen. This is my last point. My good reviews I ha- that I have seen have said it's a Marvel film for people who don't like Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate, I would actually hate if they started, if they, if they started trying to go back to what they were doing in phase I think phase three specifically kind of really honed in on like, this is what Marvel is like the kind of like really goofy, like, you know, like, like a high CGI, tons of explosions. Um, and like, and all kind of like whip, and whip every, every emotional and, moment is undercut, but undercut by a hundred percent. And they, they yeah, didn't, they didn't yeah. really do that in this. Kumail was the only guy doing it and it worked for me mm. that way. Yeah. I so I'll say just because you brought up what I said about the characters. I'm actually I'm actually shocked at how well this this movie was able to was able to introduce 10 brand new 
people mm-hmm. and like and really do their best at balancing it. There were some people I wanted to see a little bit more of than than they were not than others than they were in the movie. But um, but it this didn't feel like the first Justice League. You know, when like it didn't feel like that in terms of like no, like really trying to hammer all of these <laughs> people you into got it. The sense of everyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you re- it, they did a really good job of, of, of doing that. But in terms of the 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 not caring about the characters, I g- growing up as somebody who who started reading comics later, but was like you know inundated with the TV shows and the movies and stuff. Is it was very much like you were in the Batman or you were in the Superman, and those were the that was the binary. The binary was are you into like this human being who like who is going at it his own way or are you into this fully overpowered like being (laughs) right and like that was like the binary that i was on and i was like i don't i don't really fuck with superman i like batman i like somebody that's a human that is rising up to blah 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 whatever right and so when when i saw that they they were doing eternals i was my wife even asked me like a few days ago she was cat asked me a few days ago she was like you know, are you excited about, are you excited? And I was like, I'm not, no, what? (laughs) I'm not not excited about seeing this movie because I just was not interested in even just the the premise of like eternal beings that are overpowered that like, that like, you know, like that just are what they, what they, what they are. And then as the movie progressed, I was like, for as much as I, I, I thought the movie was very well directed I thought that the, there was very scary moment, like the, the 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 deviants were scary. I thought that was that was remarkable because I was like, I was legitimately afraid of them. Um, <laughs> the fact that like the way that they, uh, uh, you know, they 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 murk Selma Hayek early, so you are mm. sort of like, oh no, like who could die? You don't know who could die. You don't know which, especially not knowing the Eternals and not knowing which characters become important in the comics, or even if that is something I- that I- they I- even I- tried I- to I- do, like in the comics, like the most important, yeah. at least yeah. in the last few years. So the fact that yeah. they took him out and the fact yeah, that he was, yeah. oh, okay, so full spoilers now, clearly. But, but, right. but the, but, the but fact it's like, that he but, was, the twist with him actually being the bad guy, that was like super interesting yeah. to me and did not, right. I did and not so, see that and, coming. And so there were a lot of surprises. Um, and then, and I really love that this broke the mold in terms of types of, of, in terms of like how a Marvel movie looks. I really enjoyed that. So, but in terms of like my connection to the characters, like I already thought that I wasn't going to be into this because of that level of, and, and, and just in general, as a, as a fan of, of uh, the first 10 years, like I'm, I'm struggling with like, I'm struggling with like what the new phases are going to look like because of these overpowered beings, because of the sort of cosmic nature of it. I'm super excited about the multiverse, but then, but then also even in seeing this, not knowing the source material, I'm confused as to how they even fit into that. Like, are they beyond the multiverse or are these like, or is this, you know what I mean? I mean is this, if, yeah. if you're, if you're asking, and this was sort of something they had sort of talked about is that I think Kevin Feige said like years ago, they're going to sort of do their, their earth level shit and their cosmic shit. I do remember that. So guardians of the galaxy, eternals, to some extent, Thor is going to go the cosmic way. Cause we, cause yeah. they, they got silver surfer back. They got Galactus back. They got all yeah, kinds of crazy yeah. space shit that they, and also like in the comics, Cersei, I think a sort of somewhat depowered Cersei. And she's actually the one that went crazy in the comics. Yeah. That's what Dina. I thought was her, oh. her, her and black Knight 
were long-term Avengers. I think mm-hmm. maybe even West Coast. But Black Knight always gets kicked out because he's crazy. Well, yeah, because the sword <laughs> because the sword makes. So him crazy. talk to him, um, right? Yeah, that, but uh, sword so, be saying shit. So I'm excited because like there could be a whole second movie with Harry Styles and Angelina Jolie and those motherfuckers yeah. on the ship going to do their thing, and then maybe yeah. Natalie Portman Thor comes and fucks some shit up, and then Silver Surfer and, that, and I don't know, whatever. And no. that's the last thing I'll say, right? Like, like, like by the end of the by the end of this movie. As much as I was like, I still don't think I'm into this idea of like these sort of overpowered beings. Like, I just don't think I'm on board with that as it's just not, it doesn't tweak my interest. I was kind of okay. I was, I was like, I went back and forth about the like, oh, they're robot. Oh, they're kind of dealing with what their existence is. They don't quite know. Like that was a little, I went, I dipped in and out of being interested in that. But then at the end, everything that they set up, I was just like, all right, cool. I'll see. I'll see the next one. I'll see whatever, you know, like I'll, I'll see it. <laughs> I know? didn't so like that's that they where, made that's them space robots. I don't know why they chose that. Yeah. I mean, I have like kind of Judeo-Christian ideas on why they chose that to not offend too many people by like <laughs> yeah, exactly. the nature of evolution and God and all that. But I, I don't think making them space robots was helpful to people sympathizing with them. Right, um, yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I am torn when it comes to this movie. Like I, I think Marvel's really good because if you think about it, Marvel has built the MCU on characters that were like third tier. Like growing up, like I remember used to, I remember I used to watch like Everyone knows I'm a big Batman fan, but Batman and X-Men were hella important. Like, and so was Spider-Man. That was the Mainly shit. Mainly because of the cartoons. In the 90s? Yeah. Come on. And the cartoons. And yeah. remember, they had, like, the Marvel Power Hour. It was like, you know, they had Spider-Man. They had, like, Iron Man. And they had Hulk. And they had Fantastic Four. And, like, all those characters were, like, good, but they never were Spider-Man. They never were X-Men. But the fact that they built... I think for me, Marvel has a lot of trust because I knew shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. And I saw that first one, and I was like, this is hella fun. It's a raccoon and a talking tree. It's tough because James probably heard me talk about this for like a year now. But when I saw the first trailer for Eternals, I instantly was not excited. Um, I don't know why. I, I can't. It's tricky because it does feel like a better DC movie. And Bill, you're right. Like the stakes were there. People were getting murked. Like, like, and James. Crazy. And James, like the deviants were scary. Like when they had that flashback and like the one was coming out the water and just grabbed the dad. I was like, oh, shit. That was scary. It yeah. scared me. And, and also, then in, like, in, the, in the, the jungle, the jungle sequence. The jungle shit was great. I, I, yeah. All the, oh, stu- the back and forth in time stuff. I, I thought, thought it was, was great. So well. I loved that shit. But it's hard because I do agree, like, Marvel needs to do something different. And this was the movie of, like, yo, we're trying something different. Like, my grievance with uh, Shang-Chi, because it, it, it felt like everything else. It was beautiful, but it felt like the run of the mill. Well, this felt different. But I am one of the people who didn't necessarily enjoy the experience. And I don't I don't know why. Because it did everything I wanted a Marvel movie so to do. So you didn't like it? It's not that I didn't like it. It was just like... I, I'll tell you, what my, my, my friend Steven loved it. And I said this. It's like, because I don't know how they fit into Marvel, I personally don't need to see them again. Like, I, I don't have any excitement of, like, the next... Um, Eternals movie like even when it comes to Black Knight it's like the coolest part about the Black Knight scene at the end was Blade you know what I mean spoiler but it's like why didn't they just show his fucking like, face I was like why what the fuck also <laughs> why is Blade talking to Black Knight in the first place so, so they, there was a comic oh. years ago where they were on it they were on a team I don't remember the name of the team and I think there was a, a lot of heroes that actually were like British based and they were fighting supernatural shit because so here's yeah. the thing. And that, so I don't know. Sense, so right? deep dive, deep, deep, brief, deep dive on Black Knight. So the ebony blade that he has, which was created by 
Merlin from a meteorite. Mm-hmm. All right. Merlin lied to his ancestors because right, because he's That's right, descended the from a long line shit. of black yeah. knights from from King King Arthur's mm-hmm. court. It does bestow extra powers on the on the user, but it, it kind of consumes their soul and makes them crazy and turns them evil. So that that's been the struggle of the of the Black Knight. Who's so this Dane Whitman? He's trying to atone for his uncle who used it for evil. But Dane's problem is that every time he uses it. But what they've done recently in Marvel with the Knull storyline, Knull, the god of the symbiotes, Venom being a symbiote. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, how can I condense this? Real I quick? love this. This is great. So this also this yeah, also this ties into Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> so Christian Bale. Is coming back to comic book movies. He's playing Gore, Gore the God yeah, Butcher yeah, yeah. in Thor: Love and Thunder. If you haven't read the Jason Aaron Thor run, both the Jane Foster Thor and the it's unfucking so killed Natalie so Portman. Good. Anyway, spoiler. Never mind. Go ahead. No, she about to be. I know, Thor. but she gets eight. so anyway, Gore. Go so Gore the God Butcher <laughs> gets a weapon, uh, the the all black the Necro Sword. Later we learn, like much, and he tries to kill Thor with it and all this other shit. Later we learn that All Black, the Necro Sword, is was created by or is actually part of Knoll, the god of the symbiotes. Oh, right? and we learn that the meteorite, the meteorite that the ebony blade was made from, is actually also of the same origin. What I didn't know and, that, and that All Black, the Necro Sword can kill a celestial and cut off the head of the celestial that, uh-huh. that became nowhere. Right? Yes. So yeah. theoretically, Ebony Blade can tie into fucking Thor and to Venom. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. I think that the thing about the movie, I was reading and Chloe said she was inspired by Man of Steel, which this feels very... Hearing that, I'm like, oh, that is 100% great to hear. Get that because this is certainly one thousand percent better than yes. Man, Man of Steel. Steel yes, it's like it is. <laughs> I think, that, but you can see the inspiration. I think for the sure. issue. Yeah. I think my main issue with it, and I think this is actually like, um, I don't know if it's performance or written or whatever, but I think to me, when I watch a superhero movie, there's that point where the superhero like maybe is confident, then they take a loss and unsure of themselves, and at the end they got to like. They gained the courage to do the thing. Um, this movie felt like that was happening, but everyone's emotions stayed the same. Like, like, like yeah. Cersei to me mm. had the same bewildered look at the beginning as she had at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, like no, no one physically, no one physically changed. The only person who did grow or change is when we got to Icarus, who was like, "Fuck all this, I want this emergence to happen." Like that is the dude who was like this is who I am now. And like, or, or this maybe yeah. who I always was, but this is who I am. Like, that is the only person to me who had the superhero journey. Like, I understand like Cersei yeah. got the power to do it, but even when she was doing that, it didn't feel like, ah! it didn't, it didn't, it didn't seem like she was really taking control of it. It was more like, can I do this? Is this going to work? Like what's going to happen? Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and it's, sorry, Actually, you go, my, my last thing is like, the only thing no, that's, that's, that's bad about sure. it is that, my fear isn't necessarily that Marvel's going to go back and do their own thing. I think they're, I think Kevin Feige, which I think is much better than anyone else, has a distinct 
idea of what he's going to do and is trusted enough to do it. So I think he's going to double down even and go for it. Like, I feel like he's going to come out and be like, yo, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Because I think it should be. My worry is that I've read reviews that keep saying this movie failed. Matter of fact, um, um, my agent has sent me the quote because I was just so dumbfounded by it. It was like, um, um, here we go. The actual quote is, I'm going to read the last line of this. Uh, Eternals is the first Marvel movie to open certified Rotten on um, Rotten Tomatoes. This flick is getting decidedly missed reviews in spite of a diverse all-star cast. And the thing that scares me is that Chloe is an Oscar-winning diverse director. This cast is super diverse. It has the first deaf um, superhero. It has the first LGBTQ plus character. And it's so much to me pressure on that and it's not doing well, period. Like... And also, let's let's just yeah. touch on that LGBTQ thing. It's the first character that's like, it's meaningful. It's yes. important to the story, and it's also not like, oh look, he's gay. Yeah. It's like, oh no, he has a fully developed family character life, which is his motivation, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think, look, I think some of the reason it's not doing well is is the blowback on the perceived like SJW wokeness of it. Yeah, I will say that all all that diversity to me in the film seems incredibly intentional and incredibly well done. Yeah, it didn't... If, and it yeah. also makes and, sense. And that, if you look at, like, the, what the characters are supposed to be, it makes sense. Yeah, exa- I mean, well, exactly. These eternal beings that have seen all of... <laughs> they've seen all of humanity from the beginning to the end, right? Like, yeah. you There's need, also you some need... nice takes on colonization. Yes. And, yeah, and, uh, I wish they would have hit it film. more because they kept saying... my the biggest, the biggest person I wanted more of was Kunal. And hear me out. For a year now, I've been seeing... Oh, wait, Kumail, Kumail, sorry, Kumail. Kumail. Um, for a year now, I've been seeing photos of this nigga jacked as hell. Like, arms out, <laughs> doing shit. Like, I'm like, oh, my man about to be in here whooping ass. I didn't know the characters. And when he didn't come back at the end, I thought it was such a ballsy move. I can't believe I was like, it. oh, he's going to come back and help them at the end. But when he was like, nah, I don't want to fight any of y'all. And just dipped. And like, just, and literally dipped. I was like, yo, this is I... crazy. <laughs> I hate that part. And we, let's talk about that when we get to it. I mean, like, at the the beginning of the movie, right, it opens with a, an opening scroll, a long opening scroll. It's the yeah. first, first Marvel movie to, to, to need a scroll. It's so much the, info on him. I think you had to, like... Yeah. There's a lot they, of exposition, but they think they did it well, and it's necessary. Yeah, I think they had to. So right. Right. But then we cut to them, like, sort of, essentially just them, you know, the, we get the scary deviant come out, and then we essentially just see... A, a fight sequence like they they come in in their in their ship and, and it was a very see... 2001 space odyssey obelisk yeah thing. yeah which was great like i thought i loved all this i loved the homage in this for me when it, okay this this has to do with me being 30 a 35 year old millennial but when <laughs> but when angelina jolie came out and just started like <laughs> With her uh, knives and shit, I was just like, "Oh!" Like, like it was. It I don't was, know. It was really nice to see Angelina Jolie like, like doing some fighting like yeah. crazy shit. I didn't know how much I missed yeah. Angelina Jolie until yeah. she came yeah. out. She looked just glorious. She did. She, she looks dope. She in that did. Outfit. I was like, "Yo, God bless you." Look at it you. It was incredible. I mean, she was doing Brian weird, like, doing some British Doctor Strange accent? stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but I really hope that we get more. If we don't get more Angie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that would be a fucking drop. Uh, Brian Tyree had like apparently he came up with the hand that things on his own. Like that wasn't Chloe. Yeah. She was like he came in on set and was like just doing shit on his. 
his own. Just like, <laughs> like dead ass. Like he just came in, just like fucking with shit. <laughs> did you did you hear Kamel's take on on his on his choreography? No. So he so okay. So for those who haven't seen him, so Brian Tyree is the inventor, and I thought that whole thing was handled so cool. So he invents this stuff by these weird, beautiful hand yeah. movements he does. And Kumail, shoot, he basically shoots like lasers. Yeah, pew, pew, his pew, pew. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and Kumail, he I saw him on like Jimmy Kimmel or something. And he was talking about he didn't know what to do, and Chloe Zhao basically instructed him to do finger guns. And he's like, "Really, finger guns?" And he goes, but it looks cool. And you know what? It does, it does, and he does a command man. He does. does a command man at one point. All of a sudden, when he, get, he needs a big one, he yeah. hits you with the Kamehame out here. He does a Hadouken. I'm like, yeah, well, look at you, brother. Um, and for like who, for the journey of that character, it's so fun that his power started in this way. In this way, that's kind of like it's kind of like referency. It's kind of like it's a little hokey to do the yeah. finger guns. Like it's like and to who he who he becomes later, it's like cool. It like yeah. it, it really it really fits uh his character after how, when we get out of this battle are do we cut straight to present yeah we do yes. uh-huh. wait so she gives yeah. she gives the knife um, is the, the knife is the transition g- gives him the knife and then we see now we see the knife present day it's in a museum since i'm a museum ad and she's like and by the and, way we need to establish what you're talking about so Gemma <laughs> is yeah, Gemma, Gemma, to, Gemma chan gives gives a a child in ancient prehistory this mm-hmm. special knife and then we flash to the forward to present day, and Gemma Chan is, in London. is some sort of museum yeah, curator London. person, and she's in London. And there's a like a billboard of the knife in the uh, of an exhibit in in some famous. And we find out she's addicted to her right. phone because she keeps looking at her phone already. Addicted to her Which phone, is, and she's dating Jon Snow. Yes, right. She's technically yes. the lead of this movie, yes. right? Like she's she, the lead. she is. She's, I would, yeah, I would she's say yes. Yeah. She's, she's the lead. 1000% the lead of the movie. Um, and I didn't realize, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know Kit Harrington was in this. Oh, I, did, I, oh, wow. I, I did not know he was did in it. Did you know Rob Stark was in it? Um, no. I, I never watched Game of, Th- Game of Thrones, I did, so I didn't I know think I saw, he was a Stark. Well, the first few seasons of Game of Thrones are amazing, and then you have to stop watching. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I saw maybe one trailer a million years ago. Hmm. You know, they're like the first trailer that, that came out. And so I, I was like, oh... You know, when he showed up, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) It it is important to say that Black Knight is one of the few characters in the history of comic books whose name is Black something and they're not actually Black. That's real. Yes. That's real. Yes. And the reason that I knew this character existed is because for as much as I hate that there are so many Black characters who have Black in the name, when I'll, I'll be like scrolling through comic book shops. And I'll see Black Knight, and I'll be like, oh, and I lean it, and then I realize it's not him. Wow, so you want the Black Parodies. <laughs> oh, <he's... laughs> well, what, it, it, it is a signif- it is it has become a signifier of black characters so, to have black yeah. in the in the title of your of your book. Um, and so like that was like a weird, like, oh, and that was that was that was my introduction to yeah. that character, like and, me going and to for, shops. Uh, those people hoping to see Kit Harrington become Black Knight in this film, that does not happen. I'll tell you. So that is. I will see the sword. The we end. see the sword. We know he's going to pick it up. I will tell you what is starting to bother me. Um, I mm. am. I'm starting to get tired of uh, sit through this movie, and then the next one's going to be better. And like that is starting to get to me in a way of like it's not feeling like a tease anymore. It's like sometimes I'm watching these movies. I'm like, all right, this one was fine, but then the stuff I really want to see, you're not going to answer it, or you're going to be like, I'm gonna tease you, and like. The next one is when we're going to do the thing you really wanted to see. I'm like, 
I do think they're doing a generally better job at these origin films, though. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I mean, Black Panther obviously had been in like two movies, I think, before Black, or maybe one movie before Black Panther. But like Shang Chi was like, a, was formulaic, but it was a really good origin film, like really yeah, good. Like yeah, yeah, Shang Chi and, and shit, and getting to know him, like. And Spider Man also far from, far from home. Uh, uh, not, uh, so what was the first one? Homecoming. 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 So good. Homecoming. So good. Yeah, like those. Th- th- I think they've been doing a late lately been doing a better job at, at these. And I think that this is what this is one of them, even though there is so much stuff that is set up for future. I, I think um, I think with this film, James, what you're on, I think what you're on to is like there's so much they had to set up if they're going to do these characters. Yeah. Um, and I, I think raising the stakes and actually killing some of them off um, yeah. kind of helps that. I feel like even though it maybe has the most cliffhangery sort of of Marvel endings that I can remember recently, it also kind of serves a kind of self-contained thing. And I appreciated that. I, I don't know that I am looking at it as, oh, the good, excuse me, the good shit is coming later. I'm like, just, oh, this whole different, weird, other exciting thing is going to happen later, which is the Star Fox and Pip the Troll. And Lord, I, yo, I hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, wait, so we got to get out of the scene. So there's a, you know, there's an earthquake We're still that rocks. To summarize the- <laughs> <laughs> there's an earthquake that rocks uh, London. And, uh, you know, we see that that Jimmy Chan can still use her powers. I, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, shit, is she just straight up human now? Like, is she like uh, so one of the storylines that this was based in? I think it was the Neil Gaiman run of Eternals where where Sprite is actually the bad guy. That's what I thought was going to uh, happen. The, Eter- the Eternals don't remember that they're Eternals. So yeah. I thought and they it were seemed going like they were. Too. It seemed like they were potentially doing that, but she still uses her she uses her powers to save the the kids. Um, and they get out Those of this. a birthday party. Uh, but if they go to a birthday party and in that scene, Kit Harrington is like, hey, hold up, for real. Are you a wizard? Are you Dr. Yeah. Strange? <laughs> you, yeah. And I and I was it, like, thank goodness, because she very openly used that, her powers it was, in that classroom. It, it was very cool, I thought, and necessary for them to have some kind of dialogue where they established that the world is sort of okay with their being beings insane kind of superheroes yes. like Doctor Strange. Like, yes. oh, okay, and this person also, is just a wizard now. Cool. And also not knowing uh me at this time, not knowing that Kit is playing a character who has superhero origins, like to to have him very early on just flat out ask a question like that is kind of him being like, Am I able to tell you my shit? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I was wondering what they were doing with him. In that moment he's kind of trying to he's trying to figure out if he can int- introduce some of his superhero stuff to her. Yeah, man. Uh, man. Oh, man. I mean, also, James, the things you said about, like, these all-powerful uh, immortal beings, I thought they did a really good job of establishing the fact that, like, Icarus is really the only one of them that is super hard to take out. Like, they all yeah. have insane power sets, but that only do specific I didn't understand how he was, like, I didn't understand how he was so much stronger than Kunal. They both had lasers. One just shot him out their hands and the other one just had it out of his eyes. Because he could fly. But he flew and he had super strength. I thought all the, I thought all the, I mean, all the Eternals had a base power of like strength, um, 
um, superhuman strength. Like, what is it? I even had it up. Like, they all, I thought they all had. Well, but they to it to it to some extent they do right. Like we see we later we see Druid get shot by the lasers through the earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then he and he still survives that. But, but, it's but like the I, I think flights. I think flights. Like just being the only one that can fly. There's so much with that, <laughs> you know. Like you can do you. You just can escape he, he so has many some, more like, super things. speed with the flight. He's not as fast as Makari. Yeah. Clearly, that character right. was so cool. Kudos I need it more. Right. I need more. From, I mean, I. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to complain about this movie because I'm, I'm tough about it. But the more and more I think about it, I think like there's certain things I just really don't like. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't like. Yeah. I don't like. I know that the deviants now look very beautiful in this movie to an extent. I don't like, like, if you're going to go for the adult thing, like, these motherfuckers are hideous and, like, kind of, like, they, they look like deviants. Like, what the name is his from. It's like, they look like these beautiful, like, glow-in-the-dark monsters. And they just seem dumb yeah, They're, like, beautiful, terrifying yeah, monsters. Yeah, but they can think. I, I was... They can think. You see, I would... Well, they can only think as they consume Eternals, Yeah, right? they're further... They, they're like, further they, they, can, they, they do think, but they can only get to like human levels of intelligence as they consume the Eternals and absorb their powers. Oh, and I thought that was like yeah. from this. I, I was, that was real. All right, cool, 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 No, I know, no, I'm saying that's from Oh, the oh yes. In the comics, in the com, so in the comics, the deviants are humanoid. Thanos looks the way Thanos looks because he has a deviant yeah. gene. Right. So the deviants are, are deviants of humanity and look. How cool would it right? have but, been if they would have been like, sorry to cut you off. If they would have been like, the beautiful thing I loved about the original Frankenstein, the actual book, is that Frankenstein was actually like a Ooh, gentle okay. person, but society made him bad based on how he looks. How cool would it, about the, the monster, monster Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. monster? How crazy would it have been? And it kind of hinted on it here, but like we realized the deviants were like the ones that were misunderstood, and then the Eternals had to have a reckoning of like, oh man, we thought we were coming out, and next thing you know, these I don't know, I just was not. Well, they but they did they, do, they did, did do that, do that but they don't but they don't do it they don't hit it as hard. There's a there, because, but I think that's because there is just so much to set up in this mm. movie. I mean, I mean, you know, like when we first see the deviants in present day, and you know, <laughs> and they're chasing after we, you know, we we get that sprite is like still a kid and like proje- you know projecting her image as 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 being older so she can experience some of these things but we have sprite and and uh cersei and kit they're all running away from this deviant and the only eternal that shows up outside of them is icarus like they yeah and also the like the movie clearly, is like very slowly rolling out yeah each individual yeah. <laughs> you know eternal over time that's like what and justice that's like, league tried to do yeah Right, but this is part of the part. This is also part of why I, I I feel like part of what makes this successful, or more successful than say Justice League, is that like they set up that we have this understanding that like this is a super team that's been around for ages, and so we see them in like I don't know what is it five hundred five thousand BC yeah, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon yeah. and shit like that. So that when, that's when we first see them, and then cutting to the present it's like yeah i guess they're all they've all scattered somehow like we sort of just immediately accept like yeah we'll get a slow we'll get a slow i also roll think it's helpful that we don't have to care about them like and and i mean that in like wait them the deviants or them, them the, eternals. the eternals like for instance like because they aren't super famous whereas like with, with justice league you gotta give you gotta talk about batman you gotta talk about like all of them are so important that they have to get like a certain weight so yeah. you miss them whereas 
when they killed all some of these Eternals, I didn't know them that much. So it wasn't like the biggest yeah, you thing for me. You only felt like I felt it because, like, for example, I loved the dude that was playing Gilgamesh. And I was like, oh, mm, fuck. Yeah. You know, killed that dude off. So I think, yeah, yeah because there's no 95.9% of the people who yeah. see this film are going to have no connection to these characters ahead of time. The you will feel something only if you have gotten connected to them in the course of the yeah. film. Um, yeah, but to but the deviants for okay, one sec, I, I was annoyed in the previews that it's like, oh, we're dealing with another faceless CGI mm-hmm. fucking uh, antagonist. He was going to die. You know, he was going to die. But but I thought actually that served the film well because it allowed us to focus on the Eternals and their own conflicts and their own relationships, which was the main point of the film. I agree. It was one of those things where it's tough because it almost felt like I know I'm complaining about like it's not the action, but it almost felt like this movie didn't need action to me at a certain point because it felt so like like when we got to the end, I was like, did we need this? Like I was like, do we did we need Angelina to have to fight this other dude? Like, is that necessary? It's like that was Absolutely. so cool. How I she 1, cut his head all needed up. her to fight that dude. I, I, needed I really her thought to he was gonna kill dude. her at the end. I was like, don't tell I me. I thought so too. And my man fucked up. He told her to remember. She was like, oh shit, I do remember. And bitch. I cut your head in three pieces. <laughs> yeah, that was... I cut your head in three also, pieces. Also, I was like, I needed that. I needed, I, listen, this was the other thing I needed. Since we talked about the end, we might I'm have, skipping I'm around, well sorry. Yeah. I, I, to your po- earlier point, Jarrah, hated that Kumail didn't hate it. Hated that Kamel wasn't in the final battle. Hated. And I and I, I swear to you, I instantly went to Google. I was like, this better have been some kind of, there was like a code, they did some reshoots. There was some reason that he couldn't do it. They had to, it was a COVID thing. They needed to move him out of the, they had to do the reshoot. He wasn't in, I, I can't believe <laughs> he's not in that final battle. I can't, I can't, and I would, and here's when I wanted him to come. I wanted him to come the whole time. But the point I, the point I wanted him to come, that felt like this is the only time we can maybe see him pop up. But he can't fly, so how could he have gotten there? But the point that it would have been nice to see him pop up is right as Icarus is like about to <laughs> is about to shoot Cersei, the moment where he gets the I mean, I like the story moment of him being like, Oh, I love, I love her and I can't kill her. I really enjoy that story moment. But just imagine, just yeah. right as he's about to do it, a fireball just knocks him <laughs> down. That would have been so he gets knocked to the ground. And you know, Camille's just like, stop it. And 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 uh Karun's over there, he's he's shooting, he's he's <laughs> he has like an uh-huh. old-timey camera. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> and then and then from the ground or something, you know, uh Icarus tries to get up and tries to do one more shot, and then he gets that that realization moment of like, wait a minute, this is the love of my life, I can't kill her. Cause he was cause he was there's at least two or three times he was gonna kill her already. And like we could have just had one moment, one more oh, moment. See, I like that moment at the end. You know, I like, I, I actually. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Which, which I'm, I'm not saying that we do it away with that Icarus. moment. I'm saying we do I both. I get that. I, I just like, <laughs> but then that's the frustrating. Oh. Uh, like, I liked that Icarus couldn't kill her, but it. It. it, it, it okay, how do I put it? Remember, a lot of people complained about wow. Captain Marvel, right? But I liked how. The term, because to me, reading Captain Marvel, because I used to read her when I was growing up, and like she to me was like a combination of um, Iron Man, because she was cocky, but like 
uh, Captain America because she was like so loyal and she had like the best of both. Mm-hmm. So like when she was doing shit and just beating the shot of people, I was like, yes, this is what she would do. But she had that moment where she had to unlock and we had that beautiful montage of like all the women from girls to adults. Oh, that got like, me. I and then she that. powered that the fuck me. up Super Saiyan style. And I'm like, yeah, we in it. And it, it's the thing about this end of this movie and it kills me. It's like that moment, I wanted her to win. Like I wanted, I Cersei? wanted Cersei yeah. to win. And to me, I don't like those parts in the movie where like the super, like the 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 hero is about to like die, and all of a sudden somebody comes out of nowhere and just shoots the bad guy. And it's like, well, that person didn't, they didn't overcome the thing. They had luck on their side, you know. I wanted her to. Well, the thing is, she she beat the celestial, and that was the real. I, see, I get, yeah, that's she the, did. That's, see, I get that, but luck. she didn't get I, a chance to do that until he fell back. To me, she could have like turned that nigga foot into a tree. And was like, I gotta do this. Uh, and like had the powerful moment. Because even when he stared, they both were like almost crying, and she just like puts her hand down. So I was like, no, motherfucker, you can stop a goddamn celestial. Fucking dude, like fucking pound. Like But I uh, but I think maybe, maybe that was also, and maybe that maybe that could have been narratively shown better, but maybe that was also her choice because she also still loved him. This ain't about right? she wasn't killing yeah. that nigga. She was trying to save the goddamn world. The whole movie was her yeah, getting he the strength <laughs> to save the motherfucking world. And she's now over here putting two fingertips down. No, put your goddamn hand on this ground. You earned it. You are the smartest person here. You are the leader. You got the little thing in your throat. They could have done. I feel like maybe they could have done to your to your point. Maybe they could have done a little bit more. This would have been expensive. It's Marvel, but like c- yeah, CGI. I, but by this point, you know how much money they've spent by this point in the movie. But if they, they could have done some CGI to show the effort of turning the ice to the rest of the celestial inside the Earth. Do you know what I mean? Because this is a massive. This is a giant <laughs> creature, and it feels like, because what it feels like you're missing is the the what's hard about what she's yeah. doing. No, it's, it's right? not about what's and hard. So for me. it's no, like, it's not that. To me, I always think of I, no. Sure? It's not, I I believe they showed how hard and how long it took. What I felt like I missed was that she is now the badass of this movie. We've we've seen her grow. We've seen her go from like not sure. We've seen her get the courage. We've seen her realize, yo, we gotta take him down. We gotta do this thing. But we didn't get the moment of like her becoming the sure hero that I feel like happens at the end of these movies. Like when you watch Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, for instance, like they have the famous shot taken right from the comics where like he is screaming, he is crying, covered in the fucking rubble. And at one moment he hears a voice and he's like, I got to do it. It just feels to me like you're describing him going through something really hard and getting out of the other side. Like, like, because that is what she's doing there. She's transforming a one million foot tall <laughs> celestial into ice. This whole thing is she's she's turning. The only other thing she's done is turn a a tiny ass deviant into a tree. Well, and a bus. She, and he wasn't and that tiny. Bus. And he wasn't that tiny. But but not but, that the, big. but the deviant is a but the but the thing that's hard about it is she can't change organic. Yeah. Uh, Right. She can't change her again, you know. And so, like, what I uh, sincerely feel like you're you needed was her doing this. Right. They go through the earth. We see the thing changing and then we see her scream. "Ah," Right. And she's like crying. She's crying. And shit. Okay, Yeah. Like, it feels like that's what you needed to like. That's why I said I don't know 
whether it was written that way or, or directed. It just felt like I didn't get the moment of like, because I want, I was rocking with her so hard and I was like, yo, let's fuck this dude. Let's do it. And I felt like I didn't get the fucking hero moment. That's okay. all. But I guess she well, did. Well, look, I know, I noticed the ending. There's still, there's stuff before oh, yeah, sorry, this though sorry, that yeah, I do want to talk about. I just like, want to know, in like, every Marvel film going forward that takes place on Earth or we, we got to see that like goddamn frozen. We got to. We <laughs> yeah. have to. It's going to be there. It's going to be there the whole someone's time. Gotta fight on it's it. gotta someone's got to right? fight on his hand. Like someone's going to blow up half his fingers. <laughs> like it's got to be. Whatever the equivalent of this end game is going to be is like that thing waking up or something. Like yeah. it's going to be something, something crazy. Um, okay, wait, but there's other, there's other stuff. I mean, like essentially, essentially this movie goes from the 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 mechanism that we're doing is is putting the team back together. So we're like we're going through each person. Like once Icarus shows up, they're like, great, we gotta go get Sama Hayek. They get to Sama Hayek, she's dead. I was I let me let me tell you all yeah. this. I Same. Was I was Same. <laughs> Instantly killed some Hayek. I couldn't believe. What are you doing? Yo, I was. I agree. Hayek. I was so mad. So mad. But you know, maybe that's kind of part of the point, right? Is like, here's here's an actor you all know. Anybody and love can get it. Exactly. Playing this superhero. Oh look, there are stakes because yeah. you assume Sam Hayek's going to be an Eternal Six. Well, exactly, exactly. Not. I mean, they did the they did the Drew Barrymore, they yeah. did the Psycho. And they're just like this person who you came to see is dead. How do you I feel? Had just watched feel her good? episode of Hot Ones. I was ready. I was ready. What yeah. is what is Ajax's power though in the comics? Healing or well, oh, actually, yeah. in the comics, I'm not sure. I do know Ajax is traditionally the prime eternal and also like the design of the character is is super weird so they did a nice mm. job here but i, I don't well, really her know thing in this was being able Listen, to heal yeah. herself which is why which is what or they others. were able to sort of yeah. or others or others which is what they were able to kind of thread like oh this deviant can heal himself he must have yeah after after she was dead they were like he must have which is something they didn't powers. do before right so that was like a new thing yeah right. and which icarus we learned later icarus didn't see like he didn't see that happened. I loved him being he a just bad guy. That shit was great. Didn't see that coming. It's so funny because I didn't, no. but when it happened, I just thought of Chris Tucker in um in uh Rush Hour 2 when he's like, um, never trust the rich white man. And I was like, this dude was too handsome and too cool. I never should have trusted him. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they kept calling him and they did the work of like of really building up Icarus. You know, yeah. if you didn't know the comics, they were like, Yeah, this dude's freaking yeah. Superman. They kept like calling boss. him that. And he had all the Superman. Yeah, he's a boss. Of, yeah. Except for cold breath. That's the yeah. only thing he didn't have. He couldn't um Yeah. So like so, you know, once she's dead, once she's dead, th- they decide, okay, we have to go get have Brian? To get, Is that who they go to um, go to next? Um, Kamal. They, oh no, yes, they I get Kamal next. Brian. Kamal was first because Kamal had the plane to get them everything. They get Kamal. They get- oh yeah, they yeah. They get Kamal because I remember being like, I really want to see Brian, and I also really wanted to see um, Homegirl. Brian was played. second to last, and then um, Lauren. Yeah, but they, but the the two people I was most excited about seeing, we didn't see them until that. They were the last two people to get. They get. They get. Um, yeah, they get Kamal, and we get that great like Bollywood sequence and his whole bit about they're like how how have you not let out that you're eternal? How have you been in movies since the 1930s? And he's like, oh, that wasn't me. That was my great, yes. great, great grandpa. <laughs> yes. Come on. One would have a beard. One would have a mustache. This is so, and, and then his assistant, his assistant though, 
stole the, the, it. Oh, he was his beautiful. assistant fully know that there are turtles when they show up. He like yeah. <laughs> yeah. the turtles. He's like so excited. I love the friends from college bit too. Was so funny. The, the friends from college yeah, bit reminded so me of the Thor um, friends from work, which a little kid came up with. Friends from work, and I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and they did set up vampires. They did set up vampires because. Camille said that his valet thought he was a vampire. Yeah, yeah which was great. That was a great thing to set up why his valet now knows the history yeah. because he thought he he was like, I know you the same dude that was in that movie 50 <laughs> years ago. He said he was an assistant oh for God. so long. So he's like, I'm getting older. How the fuck do you look like this? He's got to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought I thought Camille was great. Um, yeah, I, thought I thought his, like, his jokes weren't over was, the top. He was like, just did enough. It was heroic. Yeah, and instead of having everyone make fucking snarky yes. jokes, it was just yeah. him, which was just great him. because this honestly, I hate that Marvel always undercuts their big emotional moments with yeah. jokes. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like let let the movies have emotional. Guardians things. does that a lot. Guardians yeah. two did that a lot. It was like every time something went yeah. down, somebody had a one liner, and I was like, "Yo, these niggas about to die, right? Ain't nobody joking yet." Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the, in fact, yeah, and I and give, putting it all on on him and also him not really showing up until a little bit later. I mean there had been jokes before, but but once that happens, especially for the people that are like thirsty for that in a in a movie like this, I just remember my audience eating up, you know, these these scenes and and all of these jokes and all of these bits that th- that they had because it was like really refreshing to kind of to kind of have like this kind of like uh standout kind of comedic relief character or or characters mm-hmm. even you would, you would yeah because him and his valet they were the valet yeah, him and the valet that that bit was you know abbott and costello like it was like great it, like really fun um really fun and that to, motherfucker had a lot of cameras yeah boy how many cameras did you bring um i love that always have a backup I love when they went to go get angelina jolie and my man had the pie and like how slow yes. I knew it was gonna fall, it but it fell so pie. slow. Like, why does pie falling so slow? Yeah, and and I'll say that the throughout this, we're getting flashbacks to sort of how we how we got here and, and important moments that lead up to this. And like before this, we see that um, we see that uh, Angelina Angelina Jolie has gotten the mad weary, is what they call it, which is this thing that like you live for so long, you start remembering shit that didn't happen you to kind of you. become and violently you, senile yeah 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 like and, you just try and, to kill it and they are they essentially just are introducing another threat you know like because once they bring her out you're like oh she's gonna it's hard she to kill could her. Yeah. kill everybody and she's really hard um um to kill but i loved their relationship like her relationship with um gilgamesh uh, Gilgamesh. I mean, Gilgamesh. that's something we haven't touched on because maybe it's so obvious, but I do love, and this is true in the comics, and they, I think they did a very good job of leaning into the film, and that is that all of these Eternals are where humanity got their mythology. Yes, because Athena. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Athena is Athena, yeah. and you know Gilgamesh is Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh yeah. who's basically yeah. started the hero's journey, right? And Festos is Hephaestus. Oh yeah. Right? So, and Sprite, and Sprite has been sort of she because she has this ability to kind of uh pr- project images and like and ch- and ch- and change your outward appearance but like through projections loki? or something like that yeah she's, she's loki so, she's puck she's you know yeah yeah and so like she she even they're, they're even they even say that she made up the story of icarus flying too close to the to the sun like that's a story that she made up 
and introduced into into uh and i, I love that one reference when uh camille's character is like thor and i used to hang out when he's kids and now he's yeah like, he, won't return my calls. <laughs> he won't return my call. <laughs> yeah that's really that's that was a funny man that that'd be like joke. yeah it's so funny because even thinking about some of those scenes like when they go to which one is the one i thought he has a bad guy looking face but um Oh, Druid. Oh, Druid. They were setting up in the previews, they were setting up him to be the bad guy. And in the comics, he often is the bad guy. So it was really cool that he was a red hair. Yeah. I actually thought Sprite was going to be a bad guy the whole time. Like, I I was really excited. I was like, this little kid is bitter. Well, you were right. Yeah. And she is. You were right. And and I I think that the movie balanced this as well as it could, but it. It's unsettling to someone like me. Everyone who's heard me on this podcast before knows that I like, if you're my friend, you're my friend. I like you innocently. I lo- prefer that kind of relationship. Okay. I can't have you stabbing me in the back. And I can't have, like, I can't have that shit. Well, they were connected it's too to much each other, James. They so, had to be friends. They had to be friends. And they had been, and they had been exact. I mean, they had been together for, eter- for eternity. So, like, yeah. you know, so it's, it is beautiful that they, had this sort of like ability to kind of forgive transgressions in that way. Um, But like, yeah, when they go to Druig and Druig, we've established that, that Druig back in, uh, when was it? Back in tech time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I used to know how to say it. He's back there and he, he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to possess everybody. Like, I'm going to control everybody. (laughs) Yes. That shit was crazy. And then it, they, it sort of like introduced this thought of like, well, if Druig, we had already established that like, they didn't help Thanos. They didn't help during Thanos time because they were instructed not to. But if Druig was like, fuck y'all, I'm doing whatever I want. Like, I'm tired of all this. I was like, why didn't Druig do anything? But then we learned that like, he has this, he he thought about it, and then he has this understanding they established of like a nice moral ambiguity, and also like the nature of good and evil with that character. And he's like, and in literally yeah, evolution, he's like, humans never would have got to where they are if I would have stopped it. And I was like, you know, it's some truth to that. Yeah. Um, it was pretty. It's pretty. I didn't want to think about it too much, but it's like it's pretty bleak. And is it accurate to say that warfare is one of the single greatest causes of human advancement? I mean, because that's one of their theses. In the I film. feel like think about it: the space race did so much for the world, but it was literally everyone competing, trying to get to space before the other one could. It's like right, or sort of like how it's like the atomic bomb, which they which they talk about in the you know, but like the it, it's like well, well, we were creating this to do one thing. Oh, but it's being used in this other way, right? Like it just every 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 war advance, you know, or or like you know, how are we going to win this war? Well, they have swords. Every time I think about that, you know, whatever it is, because I love that they touched on that when um, Brian Tyree was like crying, it's like I did this, I I gave him too much technology, and I had to think about it because I almost forgot that the atomic bomb was dropped twice, and it was dropped by one nation. Yeah, and I was like. It's something that I feel like people don't talk about that the nation that dropped it dropped it. You know what I mean? It's like Well, it's we don't talk about we it. We don't here. talk about it. Oh, true. <laughs> that's, I'm everywhere sure they probably else talk about it in Japan a lot. It. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We don't talk about yeah. we also don't talk about the internment camps. We yeah. don't talk about yeah, we don't the talk about a lot of blankets. Shit. We don't talk about a lot I'm of I'm always things. thinking about like we wiped we wiped people off the planet. Like it's unlivable to this day. Anyway, 
I did like when it talked. I will say this. I like the philosophical moments and questions this movie posed. Again, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough because, again, this is a really good movie. It's a really good DC movie. I don't know how to insert the Marvelness in it, though. Right. But I, th- I, th- I think it's a, a it's a lot of what Bill was saying earlier, too, of like how it is very much. It's a this is a celestial, you know, story. It's a space story. You know, it's not grounded in it's not grounded in the in the world that we have in the in the world that we have come to predominantly spend time in. It's creating in a MCU. new branch of Marvel. The same way like yeah. What If was creating a new branch of Marvel, but in a way that was more in the Marvel formula. Like these are the stories you know, but yeah, yeah. different, right? So this is like, well, we are now going to do all this other shit because they need to. There's like no way. Yeah. I'm not saying you had to do Eternals first, but there's like to introduce Silver Surfer and Galactus and all these other cosmic characters that they want to introduce. There's really no way to do that without kind of establishing more of that world. And you can't establish that world with, I know he's dead, but like, for example, Captain America, like you can't establish, it wouldn't make sense. Like what the fuck is Captain America doing against the Celestia? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. In this, in this um, Druig scene, this scene where they introduce Druig, it's sort of extended, right? Like, cause this, this then leads to, this then leads to the, uh, the deviant coming, killing, yeah. ki- killing Gilgamesh. Angelina ain't had his um, back. Uh, she over here she tripping. Could, she couldn't. She over here she, tripping yeah. and shit. She couldn't. <laughs> she had the well, bad she weary, started Because she started fighting them while they're trying to fight the deviant. And then Gilgamesh yeah, dies because he's protecting her because she's senile, basically. This was wild. I, I, This was another scene where, like, you know, we know the deviants are in the trees. It was, like, scary. You didn't know when they were going to... Yeah, yeah attack until you until you did there was there's like a point where you're like oh this also, is gonna you be realize the moment. that like, it is some of the know, eternals like, can't fight you know what i mean like some of them can't fight as well yeah, as Cersei, as Cersei's yes. not really a fighter yeah like you yeah. know sprite can't yeah. fight you know you know i was like that was good to but see sprite that. can can well, can sprite can, stabbed that dude right yeah did she yeah Right can can trick you into thinking that she and, can fully and disappear can pretty and much be like, like shoot, but that's like pretty much it. Uh, uh, yeah, but sure. like Druig is like Druig is possessing the people around him to 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 shoot, and they're like, "Bruh, you gotta <laughs> let these people go." But I he was a good fighter. Though. Scene, he was over there getting shit done. Um, this sequence was 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 great because we also get the deviant after he consumes Gilgamesh. He sort of becomes more more uh, humanoid and mm-hmm. like has a monologue and like and like realizes this sort of deeper thing that's happening, which hunting. is like uh, uh, essentially the 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 reason that the the reason that the Eternals think they're there is so that they can stop the deviants from preventing this the the growth of humanity. But what we learn once um, Cersei becomes the head of of the Eternals after. Some Hayek's character dies is that there actually is a deeper mission, which is the Earth is an egg for Celestials, and they were supposed to just and the Deviants and Eternals were both created by the the God that they that they serve to help to spread life. But once the Deviants got out of control, they needed the Eternals to stop <laughs> the Deviants so that life can spread and essentially be food for the celestial when the celestial breaks out of the earth after a certain point. So like there's this like sort of deeper mission that, that then turns the eternals against each other because essentially Icarus, uh, some of them agree that they, that they should bring the celestial to life. 
uh, and others don't. And so destroy the whole thing. Like, do we do we do we destroy like, the earth, nah, or do we or do we uh, or do we protect humanity? Um, it's yeah, and I love when we, when we finally you know we get Kamal, yeah. we get Druid, then we finally go to Brian Tyree, which I think was great because I thought the interaction between and him. His husband and his kid was so nuanced and beautiful. And also, they made his husband. His husband was speaking Arabic yes, at one point. Right? Yes, and it didn't feel. Yeah, and that I was, was like, wow, they nothing felt forced. Just put that nothing in there. Nothing felt forced. Nothing felt like, oh, we have our first queer couple. It felt felt very natural. And I read that Chloe said she let um, Brian and the other actor just. She's like. I'm gonna let y'all handle it. What do y'all think is appropriate? What do you think is this? What do you think is that? And it, and you felt it. Oh, so they like improv? Shit? I think so. Like the stuff with the mm. sun was definitely improv. And I was like, I think that's beautiful because I think like that is, that is the way that it's not. Nothing's misinterpreted. Like I feel like you know you could have had like a straight male actor try to write this part. It's like yo, just let them let them rock out because they probably can do this better than what you can like try to assume you know. And I'm like, I think it came off very well. Also, yeah. I was so mad because they kissed once and I was like, they had a whole sex scene. Nobody complained about that sex scene, which to me was not even necessary. And I'm all about a sex scene. I'm like, yeah. It was the first moment to have anyone. They could, yeah. they could have gone there with them. They, they, they certainly could have. That should have been the couple have, that had right? a sex scene. Like, we all about to, we about to die. <laughs> we about, well, I, I may not see you I, ever I see, again. I see, that, I see that argument, but I also think they were trying to create like the fam, like the family, and it's about the child. So maybe they didn't right, and that. not it's the, you know we're not like leaning into we're not leaning too heavy into uh, into the sex element because we wanted to feel familial. I mean, it was weird. Right? I mean, like the, the, the other sex scene was weird to me because I was like, I get they were showing their love, but I was like, ah, uh, okay. Uh, the first Marvel sex was, scene or not? It was. Yeah. First, first. Okay, all right. Like, all right, that could... Right, cool. I mean, also, let's... A lot yeah. of firsts. <laughs> I mean, let's not... I mean, it was... It was a love scene. Let's not say it was a sex scene. Like, they were clearly having sex, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. in any way graphic Listen, or... this is the wrong yeah. thing, Bill, with society today. Sex and love can be the same. Sometimes you just want to get some handcuffs out. <laughs> get some cocoa butter. You know what I mean? Some baby oil. That's still making love. Yeah. They were it's just true. naked on a beach. I mean, they okay, were on rocks, well, actually. They weren't even on a beach. <laughs> yeah, they were in the desert. They, they, were just, they were just in a fucking, <laughs> like, mountain cave, like in a canyon, like, fuck it, right here. This is good enough for me. Um, yeah. That's real. That's real love, actually. You're right. That's real Crazy. love. Well, after they get, after they get, Brian, they go back to their ship. Their ship is, is, uh, is in deep Iraq. within the earth. Correct. Yeah. Um and uh, what's her name is there? What's Macari. her character name? I needed Macari. more of her, man. Macari. Oh my goodness! I needed more of her too. And as a, as a huge uh, Flash fan, when they she did started, the speed really well. They did this. Really what was the power? Well. Let me tell she would, you. Like speed and then like hit him. What was her? Power? No, but she would like hit him with. Oh, son, just like a Sonic, like a Sonic. It's, uh, a, it's like a Sonic boom. Uh, yeah, because I was like that shit was great. That was incredible. Boom. Her her. The only thing I didn't like about about again i wanted more of of uh brian tyree henry's character throughout the movie and also wanted more of makari makari as well um uh but the one thing i didn't like was when she when she, when she showed up and the, and they tried to tell they they recapped everything and she was like so you're telling me my life isn't boring anymore instead of her being like wait a minute two of my friends are dead and <laughs> like she didn't have a moment to to reckon with that she her moment was just like that's who she was lauren oh, ridloff i'm okay with it that's who she was yes was she, in, she was in um 
Oh, former Miss Deaf America. Yep, yeah, I think she was in oh, yeah. um, uh, The Sound of Metal. The Walking oh, Dead. I, I, I stopped watching The Walking yes, Dead. Yes, she was in that too. She was in that too. Yes, okay, I was wondering why I recognized her. Um, yes, yes. Um, uh, but yeah, she was great. Yeah, and I, but they, they but, didn't explain you know, the sonic boom thing. It looks so it. cool. She was fighting in all kinds of ways. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, that seems like a power that, you know, you're moving fast and you can, you break the sound barrier could, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what was happening. And she was fucking, Yo, she was fucking, yeah, she was but, really then she, but then she got hit with the thing that happens to all speedsters. He like clipped her and I was like, yeah, man, she could have did a barrel yeah. roll but and it kept going. That should be killing me. But what gets us there, essentially what happens, right, is that like, you know, at this at this point, while they're there, while while they're on, on their ship, um, you know, uh, Brian is tasked with figuring out some invention uh, to help stop the celestial. You know, dr- they're like, maybe Druid can can read his mind or sleep. something, you know, and th- they're trying to put him to sleep. They're trying to figure out all these different things in this moment. Icarus, you know unveils like i've known this whole time in fact i killed uh sama hayek this everyone's pissed <laughs> we, we, you how know. did you do this and, and kumail you, can't yeah, believe he it won't believe Kamel's it like, no. kamel can't believe it because Kamel, you know kamel like you know yeah and a lot of them like really look up to icarus because he was the strongest one he's not the leader now because you and know that's an interesting clearly, conversation mm-hmm. that happens right some of them want icarus to be the leader because he's the strongest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like might makes right. And then some of them are like, yeah, but Cersei was appointed the yeah. leader. So that was just also yeah. an interesting argument that was happening. And at the time, we don't know why this is, um, but, you know, but it's after this reveal that Killed he murder. he he murdered uh, Ajax, that Ajax. That's why, you know, that's why he wasn't made the, the leader, because she didn't believe in what he, <laughs> yeah, you know, probably wanted. not going to be named the leader when you kill the leader. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and the reason he's upset is, you know, that this relationship that he had with Jim Chan's character, the reason that it broke up was because he learned about their secret mission mm-hmm. very early on, but he was tasked with keeping it a secret instead of being able to tell them. And that sort of ruined his, so they kind of try to give you some sort of connection to like why he might, you know, why he might some justification for why he might stoop to this level of, of like full on murdering someone, you know, feeling like it ruined, you know, at least a few thousand years of his, of his existence. Um, you know, and then there's this epic final battle, which we've already uh, sort of discussed. Um, so that means there no, anything, else? anything stabs, else we want to say? I, I do love that. We yeah, love that Sprite. Sprite um, we found out that Sprite was in love with Icarus the whole time, but couldn't grow up to like mm. be with them. It's something to that. That's so interesting to me. And the fact that she was willing to like, yo, man, I'm going to just rock out with you and be right on the wing, knowing good and well, she didn't have a chance, but just like, this is all I know. This yeah, is, I love you. you. I'm going to rock out with you, you know? Cause, yeah, but she get, she she got hits yeah, in, but though. It's, but it's interesting because the <laughs> yeah, love was, is so I was, different. I was a little the love was different. Like, it was such a contrast between her and Cersei. You know, Cersei still could see the bigger picture where Sprite was just, nothing matters. Reboot me later. You know, I'm stuck like this. Yeah, the robot thing was interesting. Yeah. Bill, what are you saying about the robot I thing? So, so in in the comics, the Deviants and uh, the Eternals, although created by the Celestials, mm-hmm. were created by the Celestials interfering in evolution, mm. right? So they took existing beings and changed them, mm. right? But here, they basically just made them 
almost like the vision, yeah. right? They made them like super, super androids mm-hmm. kind of, right? Um, and part of me thinks that Disney did that culturally because they don't like to step on religious toes. Mm. And maybe if we got into like the celestials being God and creating human life, that might've been- Oh, too much, yeah. Too controversial for some people. That's just a theory I have. I haven't read anything about that um, based on just what I know of Disney politics. But I, I still think that, to James's point earlier, 10 characters that most people have no knowledge of whatsoever. Yeah. So to fr- so people are going to have trouble relating to them because there's no easy access to cre- to make them not, not just more than human, but also not at all human, mm. I think makes them, in spite of the performances and the acting, somewhat less relatable. So I don't think it was a good choice. They could have just had it, you know, that the Celestials came and- Brainwashed like, or something, maybe. Found Adam and Eve, found Adam and Eve and went like, bloop, bloop, yeah. you know, and just like put some shit in the human gene pool and and maybe we could, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know why they made that choice. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, sure. I just want to say something to Hollywood. I mean, actually, I'm not going to say something to Hollywood. I'm going to say this to the fandom fan base, okay? Grow the fuck up. Because I'm going to tell y'all... We're about the diversity. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all niggas this right now. When I get on and someone's like, hey, you want to play Cyclops? I'm about to be Cyclops with a full hawk, and I'm going to tell y'all to kiss my ass. Let me tell you why. It's because these characters were made before anyone gave a fuck about people of color. So, of course, our legacy heroes, people have to diversify. Because imagine this fucking movie, if they were all white, and now they got to fight the deviants. And all of a sudden, these white Ugh. people are going through, like, just tapping little kids in Mesopotamia and, like, going to the Aztec, saving people. It's like, no, man. The world is fucking diverse, okay? It's like, get over the shit. Queer, queer people exist. Women can be superheroes. I'm just, I'm, I'm so annoyed because I thought this would have ended by now. Because I mean, we've seen this happen so often. No. We saw it happen with John Boyega when he took off a mask and he was a fucking stormtrooper, which we never had saw what the fuck a stormtrooper looked like. It happened with like. Captain Marvel when she's a female character. People are like, what are Marvel trying to force this female? It's one of Marvel's best Makes no characters. sense. And then when Brie Larson had the fucking brave fucking cojones to be like, hey, all these reviewers are a certain percent white men, and you wonder why this shit happens. Maybe we should not have that anymore. And she said that shit on a fucking podium, and was like, oh, she doesn't like white men. And she literally says after that- She hates men. She literally says, I don't hate white men. She even makes the joke because you fucking idiots don't get it. And I'm mad. I want to know why I'm so mad. It's because literally every little kid's dream is to be a goddamn superhero, but every time I see somebody get cast, there's some asshole trying to tear them down because they don't look like what they thought they were going to look like. Do you not understand how, first off, your fat ass probably don't even look like that. Like, shut up. It makes me so mad. It's like you're at home. And it's one of the reasons I really hope this movie does well. Because, like, you know, now little kids from Pakistan, right, they can see Kumail up there. And even even though she dies, she's important in Salma. It's like, right? And Brian Tyree. It just sucks, man. Because when you think about it for real, for real, like, I I thought about when Michael B. Jordan was um, uh, Human Torch, people came after him. Uh, oh man! Well, when this Superman thing comes out that he's doing, look. I mean, out. at least that one is the Black Superman. The one I'm nervous about. Yeah, but people are still gonna have. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be See, like, this "What?" Is the thing. <laughs> you can get away with that one. The one. What's the one you're nervous the about? The one, the other one that um, JJ Abrams and uh, uh, Tanahashi. Yes, that one's gonna be because that Ta- is Clark. Like that's Clark, and I'm like that shit's gonna fucking throw the whole world. Oh, out. there's. 
There's two yeah. black supermen. I'm, I'm available. Listen, I didn't know. that's Clark. All right. Well, listen. Here's my here's my thing. Because I I thought this movie was great. And I just feel like there would there could have been there could have been one there was just one scene that I just feel like could have been enriched just a little bit more. It's like we go to um we go to um Brian Tyree's home, you know, and he's like the you know we know him as the inventor, you know, um and uh he's like hold on I gotta I gotta show I gotta show y'all one more thing and he opens up there's like a, a like a wall opens up and then inside inside the wall there's somebody hunched over they're wearing all like metal and we hear like ting 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 i've been waiting for y'all to i've been waiting for y'all to come in here and it's it's steel we, we reveal it's steel and he's like oh we're, we're, we're uh james like, why are you doing this listen we I have know. a guess so we're, no, so you're we're embarrassing. Like, film uniforms and we're bringing shack you're back. embarrassing no, he's like, me james like, no because he's He's like, he's no. like, we're in a, we're actually, we're actually in a throuple. The okay. Us, the All right. Here, here on the Black Men Can't Jump podcast. I, I, I do, Bill, I do don't you encourage him. Don't you encourage him. I've been trying to dead <laughs> no, this bit for end, a long how, time. How, no, no, that bit, that bit. I love you, James. That bit was trashed. Uh, <laughs> no, but he's like, but, but he's like, he's like, we're in a, actually the three of us. No. Cause no. he, cause he builds stuff too. No, no, no. But what I love is at the end when Icarus was on the beach and Brian Tari was like, motherfucker, I've been with you forever. Yes, to get in your ass. To get in your ass. I was like, man. <laughs> I liked. I liked that he didn't have to like him and and the actor who played what was his name Gar- uh, um, Gargamesh. Is that it? Is that how you say it? Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. I like that they didn't have to like lose a fuckload of weight. They could just be who they are and be in this movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the show that heroes come in all shapes and sizes. Like that was dope. But um, here on the Black Man Podcast, I think that- we. Oh, so we about to say before I before I stop James from coming. I was just back. saying that I believe. Uh, Ma Dong Sook, I I don't know how he's actually pronounced his name. I'm pretty sure he was in um, Last Train to Busan. I think. Is, is that a boxing movie? Oh, Train to Busan. Last Train to Busan. No, the uh, the zombie thing. I think that was him. Wait, that, let me look. Let me look. He was like the big dude that came in the train and saved the dude from a bunch of zombies. Yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Wait, I'm actually That's trying him. to find. I'm looking at the the IMDb. I see Kimma. I see Richard. I see, I see every person. But oh, just Train to Busan. Oh, there he is. Yeah, that was him in Train to Busan. Oh, yeah. it was him. Yeah, it was snap. Him. Good for him. He was great. In that Good movie. for him. Oh, he was a, he was a boxer too. Look at that. Oh, he in was real in real life. life. Well, Look at sense. that. Look at that. Oh man, he's won a lot of awards. Good lord. We review movies not based on whether we like it or not, but if and that it helps the cause of getting more actors of color parts in Hollywood. So, on the count of three, we're going to put our fists up. Remember, it's not whether or not you like the movie, but whether the movie helps the cause. All right. You ready, James? Okay. Bill, you ready? I am ready, yeah. One. Actually, I'm going to start from three. Three. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna go back. To, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to one. Why are you stopping yourself? I'm gonna stopping go back to one. Go back to one. Go back to one. Go back to one. One, a two, who, a three, three black fists, three black fists. Bill, why you give it a fist, baby? I mean, for all the reasons we just said, it's it's the most diverse superhero film ever. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think that's. I be, think right? so. And also, uh, certainly the first Asian woman to direct. Uh, superhero film and maybe the first woman to direct a superhero film on her own because Captain Marvel is directed by a yep. man and a woman uh, and then look you got the guy from 
Basically Everybody's everyone, in this, yeah. right? You can, pro- you, you can, every, everybody, you got 10, 10 main characters and how many of them are white? Sprite, um, Angie, Kit, and, and one of them bad. So like four, and one of them bad guys. So, and one of them bad. So four of 10 are yeah. white. So that means the majority of them are not. And they're all represented meaningfully and intentionally without it being like obvious nail on the head, social justice bullshit. But like, no, these are fully developed characters with real lives. They just happen to be black and gay or they happen to be Pakistani or whatever. I love it. That's why I gave it a fist. Yeah. I love it. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast. Blackmanpodcast.com is the website. We normally would read a five-star review, uh, but we recorded two today. And so <laughs> we read it on the last episode. <laughs> um, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan. And Bill, where can they find what you got? Plug your shit. So yeah, so if you want the Instagram, Twitter, that's just at Demerit, D-E-M-E-R. ITT. I haven't done it yet. I'm supposed to film two more episodes of HBO Max's The Flight Attendant. I was on two episodes of season one. It's a great show. Uh, Kelly Cuoco producing and doing an amazing job. So theoretically, you can see me in season two coming to HBO Max in a few months. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've been runner up for a lot of other stuff. So Hollywood <laughs> casting, just, if we can just have me not be runner up anymore. <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> Listen, you want to talk about the avail checking holds, but not uh, getting it, nigga. Oh, man. Is that your theme lately? I, I call myself Mr. Avail Check, but not book for 2021. We're going to change it in 2022, though. We're going to change it. 2022. Mr. Book. Mr. Book. Draw take... Book Milligan. There we go. A nigga need a new nickname. I'm uh, trying to get to Bill. Bill offer only demerit. That's what bro, I'm trying to get to. Literally. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, hey, we got this part. Just, just send him the script. That's it. See if he Did like ever... it. Do you ever hear about the five stages of an actor's career? No, please break it down. Listen, so I, I everyone doing, enjoy what we're talking about. This is this is now yeah. on the podcast. Go ahead. It's now on the podcast. So I did a uh, acting workshop with Chaz Palminteri, legendary Italian-American mm-hmm. actor, Chaz Palminteri. And he said there are five stages to everyone's career. Who the fuck is Chaz Palminteri? Mm-hmm. Check Chaz Palminteri's availability. Get me Chaz Palminteri. Whatever happened to Chaz Palminteri? <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. Fourth fourth is we need a Chaz Palminteri type. Fifth is whatever happened to Chaz Palminteri. So wow. those five stages of any actor's career. Which one am I on? I've um, actually heard Don Cheadle say that about himself. Well, <laughs> I guess Don and Chaz read the same book or talked to the same guy. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared to think about what phase I'm on. Um, uh, I don't, <laughs> literally, literally watching movies, I'm like, damn, I didn't even know there was auditioning for this. My phase is not here yet. <laughs> ah, well, this was fun. Anyway, we'll check thanks, you out guys. next week. Bill, thank you for being here. James, Anytime. you Always did pleasure. great. You did great, James. You were a great Braylock on the intro. Yeah. Remember, any bad not, thing was said by Braylock. To this. <laughs> what? I was actually being, I was actually being encouraging. I was like, I'm not accepting this. Right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Anyway, uh, nope. we out, y'all. Peace. Later, y'all. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ow, ow, ow.